Okay, let's get right to this. Uh, here's my playing music. You are listening to KPCA LP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is the Midnight Skeptic. The views of the Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, uh, this is uh, the Midnight Skeptic uh, number 64. Uh, it'll be broadcast this coming Sunday, uh, the 17th of March at its usual time, 9 p.m., uh, and which is midnight on the East Coast, so I can honestly call myself the Midnight Skeptic, although I don't call myself the East Coast Midnight Skeptic. Okay, and uh, I'm recording this on Wednesday, uh, the 13th of March, and uh, the views of the Midnight Skeptic, if uh, uh, held by everyone worldwide, would uh, make this planet the happiest place in the universe. That said, uh, the views of the Midnight Skeptic are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access or any of its affiliates, like this radio show, for instance, um, or its uh, TV affiliates. Uh, we, uh, we televise uh, city council meetings and planning commissions and art commissions and youth commissions and all that kind of stuff, not just for Petaluma, but for all the surrounding small communities. And we're required to do that by law. Um, okay. And uh, it's the, that said, the views of the Midnight Skeptic are not necessarily all of their views that I just said. It is certainly known by all of my thousands and thousands of listeners all over the world now uh, that my views, me, the Midnight Skeptic, are the correct, logical, scientific, and reasonable views. So, onward. Uh, for those having opposing views to mine uh, out there, send all hate mail and death threats to the Midnight Skeptic at gmail.com. Uh, that's all one word, um, lowercase. Uh, I'll get it and then I'll deal with those things uh, appropriately. All right. Uh, suggestions as to what I should uh, rant about. I'm, I'm, I welcome those as well. Okay. Uh, shout outs. All my international people out there. I have uh, a couple of uh, listeners uh, in the UK, a couple in Ireland, a couple in Germany. And uh, as of uh, you know, last week, I had one in the Czech Republic. And I hope that you and your Czechoslovakian, okay, that's wrong. Okay, Czech Republic in, I don't know how you 
call those people. But anyway, uh, you guys are getting a lot of uh, Ukrainian uh, refugees, and please help them, treat them well, and uh, empathize with them. And I hope that the Czech Republic contributes its share of advanced military hardware. Okay. And, uh, oh, and... Uh, I got a couple in uh, New Zealand and a couple in Australia. So uh, all of you international types are um, getting it via anchor.fm, which is a, a, a collector of podcasts and casts of the sort that I do and distribute it. And I'm on Spotify, which is one of their affiliates. Okay, shout outs. Um, continued. Um, East Coast, Gerald Goldfinger, and then down to the Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina area, had her doctor, then down to Florida, Amelia, and uh, in the Edgewater area, and then uh, Nelson and Alice Lydell in the uh, Sarasota area, and then over to uh, Arkansas, uh, Shannon Reed uh, to Arizona, my uh, brother and his wife, my brother Brandon and his wife Mina and their daughter, um, Andrea, who is a nurse, uh, who is my niece, their daughter, and her husband, Tim, and the three little terrorists. And uh, down in the uh, southwest corner of Arizona, we got uh, Karina Hilliard, the snake lady. And then uh, across to L.A., uh, Jackie and Wayne Kolar. Then up to Pacifica, Stan and Kathy. Up further to Sebastopol, Rich and Kathy. Um, and uh, in Sacramento, uh, Dave and uh, Rosita Takac, who's a, a cousin of mine, cousin of my late wife's, really, but uh, he's a cousin of mine, too, now. And then uh, Mickey Huff, who's the godfather of uh, Project Censored. Uh, I'm not sure which exact town he lives in in the Sacramento area, but uh, uh, he commutes to his uh, teaching gig at uh, Diablo Valley College here. And... Uh, uh, he had his program on KPCALP at, from 1 to 2 today, Wednesday, and then it's repeated on uh, KPFA over in Berkeley, 94.1, also from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock. You got to uh, check out the uh, current 2000 and, uh, uh, 2022 edition of Project Censored. Uh, it should be in the bookstores now. And uh, very locally, Nariman, 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 and then Tom and Nancy through, and then all the way up to Sonora, Bob and Sandy Fisher, and uh, uh, Bob and Sandy Fisher, and Brad and Martha. Martha is a nurse. Uh, please take care of yourself. Wear your PPE. I'm sure it's still required. COVID 19 has not gone away. And then uh, in the Sonora area, uh, Darrell Larson, Judy May, Leonidas Maciel, Kathy Francis, and all the way down in Mexico City, Rosie Lopez Negrete. Okay, that was all the shout outs. I, I gotta check for just a moment here uh, to see that uh, my time counter on my screen. Uh, is in fact working. This is this take number two uh, today. I did the original one around one o'clock, and then when it came time for a time check, I looked, and 
it was not moving, which means I wasn't re recording it properly. So uh, I don't know what happened. I'm not high-tech enough to diagnose it, but it's working now. That's the important thing. Okay. Whew. Uh, quick sip, quick sip. I got to lubricate my uh, vocal cords here. Mm. Okay. Uh Tucker the Creep is at it again. And uh, for those who listen to this more or less regularly, you know who I mean. Um, I'm not going to say his last name again. I'm just going to refer to him as Tucker the Creep. Okay. He's now encouraging violence against teachers. I mean, he really is. I'm not making this up. Here is a quote from Tucker the Creep. I don't understand where the men are. And, okay, and he's talking about all the uh, don't say gay Michigas and all of the uh, teachers that supposedly, according to right-wingers, the idiots, of grooming their kids, which is totally not true, but that... Uh, phrase or word is going to get tossed around as we get closer to the November elections this year. Okay, now let me start his quote over again. I don't understand where the men are. Like, where are the dads? You know, some teachers pushing sex values on your third grader. Not true, again. Uh, why don't you go in and thrash the teacher? <sighs> like this is an agent of the government, pushing someone else's values on your kids about sex. Again, totally not true, totally a lie. Like, uh, where's the pushback? Unquote. That was uh, Tucker the Creep's quote. Okay, and um, a little sidebar. Uh, it's been brought to my attention by one or one of my listeners or watchers that I tend to eh, scratch my uh, mustache or my nose. It's really an itch. I don't uh, snort cocaine, which he jokingly said that I look like I have been doing. Okay, I don't do that. It's just an itch, and I will try to uh, restrain myself. Okay. Anyway, uh, I don't understand where the men are. Real men would go in and beat up a teacher. That's his implication. Okay. Uh, QAnon is now part of the mainstream GOP expressed in winks and nods. Uh, the politicians who think about getting reelected uh, won't come out and say, we believe in all the QAnon uh, sayings and theories. Most of them don't. Some actually do. Uh, but uh, who said this was uh, Donald, uh, Donald Moynihan of the Washington Post. Uh, 
QAnon is now a part of the GOP expressed in winks and nods. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of the guiding lights of the Republican Party now, says Senators Murkowski, Collins, and Romney uh, are pro-pedophile. Uh, why did she single those three out? Well, they voted for uh, Judge Jackson to be approved for the uh, um, United States Supreme Court. They had the gall to be sensible. Okay. Um, okay, there was a Oklahoma state senate candidate and i neglected to write his name down uh, but his claim is that uh, target gift cards that feature both mickey mouse and minnie mouse get this are grooming our kids okay the republican party the stupidest Conservative MAGA heads are now fighting a war against Walt Disney because the Disney executive had the temerity to disagree with Ron DeSantis. Hopefully Ron will be gone after this next election. It's just silly. It really is, but there is nothing too silly for the conservative MAGA head cult of the orange sociopathic bloat bag to get their underwear up in a knot over. Okay, uh, on last week's show, I had another brain freeze. Uh, when I was trying to remember the awards that uh, Toni Morrison has received for uh, her books and her writing, um, one of which is uh, The Bluest Bot... The Bluest Eye, that I got through reading about two weeks ago, and I expressed uh, on uh, the last show that I was uh, a bit disappointed in it. It didn't really resonate with me. Uh, it was great writing and uh, evocative of uh, a time and a place in Ohio, uh, a very, uh, oh, poverty-stricken area uh, that there was blacks, a uh, black area, and uh, some of the uh, things that go on there. Well, it, it just didn't resonate with me. However, Republicans are trying to get it banned because of uh, the expletness of uh, a sex scene or two, and I read it. It's not explicit at all. Yes, you know what's going on. There's a, um, a young girl uh, whose father uh, takes advantage of her, and uh, such things happen in life. Okay, G getting back to her awards. Okay, uh, well, how about... The Pulitzer Prize, for starters. 
for her novel Beloved, which Republicans also hate and want to ban. Oh, man, what a dystopia we're living in, in areas that are controlled by conservative MAGA-head Republican cultists. Okay, um, do people out there get tired of hearing me call names um, to express my dislike and disgust with the Republicans? Well, I'm not going to stop doing it. I just kind of, I'll try to keep it to reasonable levels. That's the most I can promise my listeners out there. Okay, um, Pulitzer Prize for Beloved, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's being pulled off the shelves in uh, conservative-controlled school districts. It's the kid's loss. It's, it doesn't uh, drive the book underground or anything. And eventually, uh, your snowflake kids, Republicans, will read it and, being, and be exposed to uh, Toni Morrison's great writing. Okay, and uh, Toni Morrison won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1993. Um, it just, <laughs> the Nobel Prize. Okay, here's a imitation of a right-wing evangelical southern conservative MAGA head cracker. It just goes to show you how even immer lefty socialist liberals are taking over the world from U.S. from from us God-fearing patriotic Americans. What want America to be great again, like we was when Trump was president? After that fake African president ruined this country mm, with his socialism. Okay. Uh, on Friday, let's see, where am I? I? I wrote a note in the margin here. Okay. Okay. On to a somewhat new topic. Okay. On Friday, April 8th, um, Alabama... Governor Kay Ivey, a Republican, uh, signed into law two anti-trans bills. One would make it a felony, punishable by up to 10 years in prison for providing uh, gender-affirming medical care to minors under the age of 19. The other bill uh, would require students to use bathrooms that match the gender of their birth certificates. Haven't we been through this before with these uh, conservative MAGA heads? Um, I, th I think it was North Carolina. I'm riffing now. I'm off my notes. Wasn't it North Carolina that lost uh, the uh, NBA All-Star game about three or four years ago because of their hateful, fearful bathroom bills? And then didn't a couple of uh, large corporations pull out? Um, well, 
I, th I think that was the case. It, it was uh, over the uh, to-do about bathroom bills, and uh, I think it was retracted in North Carolina. But anyway, I hope that a similar thing happens to Alabama, although they don't have any pro sports teams. Okay. Um, and this is a quote from Kay Ivey. Quote, if the good Lord made you a boy, you are a boy. And if the he made you a girl, you are a girl. Mm. Okay, religious ignorance, medical ignorance, mental health ignorance has become the new hallmark of the cult of the orange sociopathic bloat bag. They wear their ignorance on their as a badge of honor. Uh, learning, I, I, I don't need to know anything that ain't in the good book. Uh, okay, and then um, here's another quote from Kay Ivey. The don't say gay part of the bill, which is an amendment, will ensure... Quote, our elementary classrooms remain free from any kind of sex talk. Mm. Uh, to Republicans, uh, I think sex is essentially bad or evil. It, maybe if Republicans don't reproduce, this country will be able to finally progress. Okay, where am I? Hmm. Okay, uh, the roots of this attitude go back to uh, the Reagan's, Ronald Reagan's run for the presidency in 1979. Paul Weyrich, capital W-E-Y-R-I-C-H, and I've talked about him um, maybe a year and a half or two years ago on one of my shows. Anyway, Paul Weyrich and Jerry Falwell uh, teamed up to get evangelicals, uh, which essentially where they were trolling was uh, down in the South uh, and Southern Baptists. Uh, they wanted to get these evangelicals out of the pews and into the voting booths. Um it used to be um, before, oh, let's say before the 80s, before Reagan came along, that um, evangelicals were just, I don't know, content to save their own souls and give themselves over to Jesus and uh, not get involved in politics. Politics was so uh, not spiritual. Well, that's kind of true, but that's all they were concerned about. Well, Paul Weyrich and Jerry Falwell saw the potential for getting these people out of the pews and into the voting booths. Okay, in 1964, um, the Civil Rights Act was passed and signed by LBJ, and then a year later, in 1965, the Voting Rights uh, Bill was signed by LBJ. 
And after that, uh, Southern Dixiecrats, uh, the segregationists, uh, switched over to the Republican Party. Uh, Southern Baptists uh, valued the quote-unquote natural family, and they view um, transgendered people is, as uh, going against God's great plan, and uh, where the father is the head of the family, just like God is the head of the church through his son, Jesus. And uh, it's a natural totem pole of importance with the father at the top. And uh, you can't be a father if you're a trans male. Okay. I got I to gotta do a show, a whole show on, or at least half a show, on this uh, switching of uh, evangelicals from not caring much about politics to being rabid, and I do mean rabid, uh, anti-abortionists and uh, anti-LGBTQ people and especially anti-trans uh, gender people. Mm. Okay, let me uh, switch gears just a moment uh, from my uh, back to my uh, uh, skeptics uh, roots. And uh, because that's, you know, five years ago, that's how this show got started. I mean, I am still calling this show the uh, Midnight Skeptic. There is a skeptic uh, community all over the world with their little uh, groups meeting in most countries and uh, a lot of cities around the country, the um, there's a Santa Rosa group that I go to every now and then. I haven't been in quite a while lately, but there's a Bay Area Skeptics group, and uh, they meet uh, in two places, down in San Bruno and uh, over in Berkeley. And then there's a uh, Monterey Bay Skeptics that was uh, founded by Susan Gerbic, and I'll talk about her on a future show. She's an interesting lady. Anyway, uh, consumer protection segment This on this show. Can you believe this nonsense? The hucksters selling hope, uh, excuse me, homeopathic remedies have declared this week uh, to be world homeo... Boy, to be world... Homeopathy Week. Uh, I don't know who or who else celebrates this or designated this particular week. Uh, it's I don't think it's a government entity, but who knows? I just I read this online. Okay, homeopathy is actually the lowest form of snake oil. Yes, snake oil, uh, based on nonsensical principles that bear no relationship to science or even common sense. 
Nonetheless, homeopathic remedies, quote unquote, uh, are sold right alongside real evidence-based medicines and uh, marketed as treatments for real ailments and conditions, which they have no ability to, uh, to treat whatsoever. Let me reiterate that. Homeopathic remedies, quote-unquote, uh, have no ability to treat um, conditions or ailments whatsoever. Mm. Well, okay, the Center for Inquiry, the uh, parent company of all the, uh, well, not company, I shouldn't have said that, uh, the parent organization uh, back in Amherst, New York, um, and, and they published the Skeptical Inquirer, a magazine that I've been subscribing to for about well, 35 years or so. And I would uh, strongly encourage all my listeners out there to subscribe to it as well. It's not that much. It comes out every other month. And uh, it is quite an education. And uh, they go into things that everybody should be skeptical about, including complementary and alternative medical treatments like homeopathy is, um, chiropractic, acupunctures, uh, natural paths, uh, okay, ghosts, crop circles, UFOs, uh, ESP, all of that uh, that might fall under the rubric of uh, parapsychology. Uh, that's what they go after and educate the public about. Anyway, uh, uh, the Center for Inquiry is the leading organization in the fight against fake medicine, and its legal arm has filed lawsuits against both Walmart and CVS, because they shelve homeopathic remedies right next to uh, actual medicine. And I, I, you know, I am not really big on medicines in general. I don't run to the medicine cabinet for every little ache and pain. In fact, I don't truly have a medicine cabinet. Um, and I'm a healthy guy for as old as I am, I'm, and I'm not going to say how old I am, but I'm getting up there. Uh, but I've, I've never had any really, truly major things go wrong with me. Well, anyway, it's, it's not like I'm a, a Christian scientist or anything like that. I, I, I will go to a doctor if Something's wrong with me. Okay. Uh, but I will never, ever, ever, ever take a homeopathic remedy for anything. Okay. Anyway, uh, the Center for Inquiry, CFI, is the leading organization in the fight against fake medicine. Okay. Lawsuits against Walmart and CVS. As a matter of fact, uh, Walmart makes its own house brand of homeopathic remedies. Well, they're making tons of money off those because 
really all it is is just a little bottle of water. That's really all homeopathic remedies are. They, uh, homeopathic companies that make homeopathic medicines claim that uh, the uh, cure for the ailment uh, and then they they dilute it. They claim it's diluted, although all they dilute it so much that by the time they get done with it, it's just really just water. Okay, and it does nothing except cure your thirst, maybe. Okay, okay, another sip, another sip of my homeopathic water. Okay, a few little bits and pieces here. Okay, white evangelical Protestants. 60%, excuse me, I'm, this echo in my earphones is really, screws me up sometimes. Let me start over. Uh, white evangelical Protestants, 62% of them say that they support allowing small business owners to refuse service to LGBTQ people. They are more um, they are more opposed to transgender rights than any other demographic group in the United States. Well, if my lead if my readers, Boy, oh boy, I'm having a tough time tonight. If my listeners and viewers out there remember Loving versus Virginia in 1968, suppose a small business owner objects to uh, miscegenation, that is, the mixing of the races. What if they don't like... Uh, people of different races to be married and they come into a flower shop or a bakery for a wedding cake. Why couldn't they refuse service for those people based on their religious beliefs? Well, it's kind of the same thing, but uh, why evangelical Protestants? I, I have no use for them. Okay. Um, another quickie thing. Wokeness, W-O-K-E-N-E-S-S, -S, is just a code word for people who oppose equality, like most uh, conservative Republican MAGA heads, members of the right-wing or in sociopathic bloatbags cult. Um, and uh, I am proudly woke. You can tell whoever you want to tell that the midnight skeptic is woke. Mm. Okay, guns. A Stanford University study of homicide rates offers strong new evidence that people who live with a handgun owner are seven times more likely to be shot to death 
by a spouse or partner, and 84% of victims are women. The GOA, which is um, Gun Owners of America, even more right-wing than the NRA, um, the GOA and the NRA are pro-ghost guns because um, Joe Biden came out uh, three or four days ago in a talk in the Rose Garden in front of the White House and decried ghost guns and was proposing some sort of uh, federal regulation of uh, ghost guns. Well, the GOA and the NRA came out against that, and uh, it's just... The next time the NRA has a uh, national convention... Maybe their building will just blow up and collapse on, on them. I would hope for that. Okay. <sighs> okay, another topic here. Uh, Russian Orthodox Patriarch Kirill, capital K-I-R-I-L-L, reiterated Vladimir Putin's false claims that Russia was fighting Nazism in Ukraine. He's a religious leader in in the worst sense of the word. Um, okay, until a century ago, the patriarch's office was in Kiev, which uh, is being attacked by Russia now. Um, I guess it's in Moscow is the current location of uh, uh, Patriarch Kirill's residence and chapel and whatever he has. Uh, he doesn't even acknowledge the existence of a separate Ukrainian people. And he praised Russian troops via praising their generals and uh, other officers in a uh, prayer service yesterday. Yesterday, love was such an easy game to play. Okay. Ooh, another sip. Another time check. Moving along. Okay, um, religion-fueled mobs rise again in Pakistan. Last month, a man named Muhammad Mushtaq, M-U-S-H-T-A-Q, poor guy, was accused of burning pages of the Quran inside a mosque in central Pakistan. A mob, I guess when word about this accusation got out, a mob armed with sticks, bricks, and axes dragged him out of the mosque, tortured him to death, and hung his body from a tree. Mm. The February 12th killing was watched by several police officers, but Thank goodness. 
the killing was denounced, denounced, I tell you, by Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan. Uh, he is uh, no longer Prime Minister, by the way. Blasphemy allegations have uh, led to the vandalizing of Hindu temples and Hindu neighborhoods uh, in Pakistan. In uh, 2021, at least 84 people faced blasphemy uh, charges in court or from angry mobs, according to the uh, Lahore-based Center for Social Justice. More evidence that uh, religion has been throughout human history a detriment to human progress, not a benefit. Hmm. Okay, I'm one of my pet theories is that, uh, well, in addition to being religion in general, uh, being a detriment to human progress. Um, I don't know of any religions that treat women equally or don't condone the maltreatment of women. And I include in that women having to wear um, the hijab or, in the worst-case scenario, the full-length uh, burqa that black bag that uh, they have to wear in Afghanistan. Um, and uh, speaking of Afghanistan, uh, the Taliban, of course, have gone back on their word that they were going to let Afghani girls um, become educated. Um, about, a, about 10 days ago on the news, there was a... Uh, a segment in a uh, classroom a in a girls' school. The schools are sex segregated, not just the classrooms. But this uh, teacher, adult teacher, announcing to this classroom full of girls, there's about 20 or 25 of them, all wearing black uh, clothing, not the full burkas, but... Uh, a white hijab, and then the rest of their uniform was black, announcing to the girls that they would have to leave the school because the Taliban were banning girls from from schools, being becoming educated. I think, I, I could be wrong about this, but I think uh, third or fourth grade is the highest level of education that the Taliban will allow uh, girls to get. Uh, these girls in that new segment looked like they were, oh, junior high or high school aged. But anyway, I, I, I don't know of any religion. And if anybody does know that's listening to this, the Midnight Skeptic at gmail.com, uh, please let me know. Um, I suspected that uh, the Sikh religion, S-I-K-H, uh, was more uh, 
amenable to women's equality. And that's true to a great point, but not totally. Um, the Sikhs, especially over in India and Pakistan, are so um, influenced by the anti-woman, anti-girl um, social mores that are found over there that even the Sikh religion, which pays lip service to women's equality, um, cannot overcome the prejudices of uh, the social uh, mores over there. Okay, and uh, even the Wiccan religion, which was originated over in England, Wiccan in its modern iteration was... Uh, uh, originated over in England and then brought to the United States, where it uh, uh, where it kind of flourished in the late sixties and seventies in the amongst the hippies and the uh, th that milieu. Uh, and and there's a branch of Wiccanism, I guess that's what you call it called Dianic Wiccanism, uh, which um, worships um, the female goddess. And I would imagine, although I don't know any more about it than what I've just said, uh, that it's the most female-centric religion out there. And to that extent, it is probably the most peaceful and nature-loving and uh, equality of the sexes religion that there are. I can't, for the life of me, imagine a Wiccan uh, getting up in arms about uh, the LGBTQ community, especially transgender people like the Protestants, uh, the conservative evangelical Protestant. Um, okay. Um, there is an article Then I will read a little bit out of. Okay. Time check. Time check. Okay. Got time. Um, and I've never heard of this um, news service. Uh, it's called Flux. Well, here it is. It's uh, F-L-U-X. And this is an article written by Chrissy Stroop on August 12th of uh, 2021. And uh, it's entitled, Transgender People Have Become the Latest Target in the Rights Demonization Playbook. And... It is a playbook. It's a playbook for winning elections, winning back power. That's all that Republicans are interested in. And if they have to bring heartache and um, sadness to some smaller groups that uh, don't have a lot of voters in them, they'll do it. Oh, man. Okay, a lot of things have changed in America in the past few decades, 
both socially and technologically. But one thing that has remained relatively constant throughout has been the political strategy of the Republican Party. Once Southern Democrats and their white Northern sympathizers began to switch parties in response to President Lyndon B. Johnson's for support for African-American civil rights. Well, I went into that already. Okay. After Barry Goldwater's hardcore conservative campaigns of 1964 led to electoral catastrophes, the GOP shifted its tactics to downplay its anti-government viewpoints and play up religious and cultural grievances through attacks on marginalized social groups. This scapegoating approach won Richard Nixon the presidency in 1968. He was running against uh, hippies, druggies, marijuana smokers, and you know, the counterculture types. That's what Nixon ran against, really scapegoated them. <clears throat> okay, uh, presidency in 1968, and has become the template for the party ever since with the quote-unquote Southern strategy shifting and evolving over time in response to public opinion, both with respect to its rhetoric and with respect to which groups were targeted? Since the 1960s, GOP politicians have railed against okay, communists, civil rights advocates, who were often derided as communists, labor unions, hippies, anti-war activists, immigrants, quote-unquote welfare queens, quote-unquote, queers, quote-unquote, super predators, which um, young teen blacks with guns were running rampant through New York. They, they were called super predators by stupid Republicans. Um, Satanists, oh yeah, we're in, this nation is in danger from Satanists, feminists, uh, and Muslims. The supposed nefariousness of the targeted group was not necessarily relevant to elites, except insofar as it could be used to consolidate the party's base around an authoritarian white Christian identity. And uh, Jerry Falwell had visions of himself becoming that uh, white Christian leader that will lead this country back to, I, I don't know, I don't know where he envisioned leading it to, but, you know, he had visions of political power swimming in his head. The GOP's cultivation of that identity has been enough to keep many white Americans voting against their own economic interests and uh, enable the extremists uh, to seize control of the party. Well, that's we're here right now. 
Lee Atwater. And uh, I'll do a little bit of a segment on him in an upcoming show. Uh, Lee Atwater, the first widely successful Republican political consultant, revealed the GOP's deliberate exploitation of bigotry to push through a broader conservative agenda during an infamous 1981 interview in which he described how the party had learned to use coded language to communicate bigotry to the base. Like today, the Republicans are saying, we want to protect our daughters. So, you know, they won't be competing against men on their sports teams. We want to protect girls in the bathrooms from men who who throw on a dress right quick and just look over the door at your daughter's going to the bathroom. We want to uh, protect your kids from being sexualized by just seeing that, uh, you know, two guys can now get married or two women can now get married. We want to protect our kids those are the uh, um, those are the coded words that uh, appeal to the fear and the hatred within the uh, MAGA head base. Hmm. Let's see. I, I'm not going to read this whole thing. Uh, Paul Weyrich uh, was one of the founders of the uh, Heritage Foundation. And they have a number of people working at the Heritage Foundation who uh, gauge the public sentiment for uh, their feelings and their fears and their hatreds. And they come up with these phrases for Republican politicians to use when they're running for office. Mm. Okay. I think uh, right now I will play my out music and, um, you know, I've got uh, a couple of minutes left to go, but I'm riffing now. And uh, like I say, I don't want to read this whole article uh, real quick. Uh, in recent years, one of the chief targets for the right wing vitriol, um, this um this academic describes has been the transgender community uh, from the overturning of municipal non-discrimination ordinances by Republican control state legislatures to an unprecedented ban on health care for trans minors. Republicans have manufactured and exploited fears of essentially non-existent problems, such as, quote-unquote, men in dresses preying on women and girls in bathrooms. Okay, enough of that. Okay. Uh, it really is the time for my uh, play-out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA 
LP, Petaluma, California, and we're at 103.3 on the FM dial, and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support Community Radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma Community Access. And remember, think critically, think logically, but live joyously, and most importantly, pet your cats. Okay, that brings an end to another uh, Midnight Skeptic. Uh, this uh, little piece of paper, I have notes to myself written all over the place, and uh, I wish that I were a more organized person than I am, but uh, this, I wrote down Derek Bell, and uh, he was the uh, uh, black academic back in the 1970s that uh, articulated CRT, critical race theory, which itself was uh, tacked onto a uh, Marxian term, critical theory. I will do um, a third of a segment or half a show on Derek Bell and the origins of critical race theory that just freaks out Republicans and members of the uh, cult of the orange sociopathic bloat bag. Okay, see you guys next week. Uh, it's 58 and um, KPCALP 103.3 FM has already cut me off. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>